0: Back to pass, deep shot, Gabriel, he's got Anthony, caught it at the 10! He laid out for it at the 10, and the first big play goes to the former Wolverine.
1: Brent has really done a really good job of elevating this football
0: team from last year. Sooners in turbo mode, throw to Stoops at the 10, he's to the 5, touchdown!
1: Uh, there is a marked difference uh, with this football team than what we saw on video.
0: Goes left 25 30, splits 35. Watch out, near side 45. Freeman on the loose. He's in the 40. Down the sidelines. Switched by a guy. He might go 10 5. G Freaky. All the way to the house. Gavin Freeman touchdown. The speed differential is probably the most glaring i've probably seen in my career snap play action arnold looks in zone throws in zone for gibson he leaps and he Ooh. caught it he caught it a juggling catch of the end zone by jaded gibson wow victory Sooner Nation, 80,000 Sean today, man. We came out, showed out, 73, nothing, man. Let's roll on the next week. Boomer. And they stay there. And they say yeah. And they say there. Down, 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 down. Cause
1: all I, do is I just I think it's so fascinating listening to the comments by Butch Jones. Um He almost sounded shocked at the team that he saw. <laughs>
0: It looked like he was crying know. during the game on Saturday. I don't know if you saw that photo or not.
1: No, I didn't. I just I don't know necessarily what to make of that. Um, I, I don't know. I, it makes me think that they thought coming in that maybe they had a legitimate shot. I, I don't know where to keep it way closer. I don't know. It's interesting to hear him talk about like the team speed and everything about how night and day different it is from a year ago, and I'm not su- suggesting that maybe he's embellishing. I'm just—is that true? Do you do you think that there's yeah. a lot of truth to what he's talking I mean, about?
0: When he's saying the speed differential is probably the most glaring I've ever seen in my career, I I think that they watched a team on film last year that was undisciplined,
1: tired,
0: talent, talented, but not. OU talented in most years I bet here's what I think man I think that when they turned on the film from last year they probably had the expectation of well they're still super talented but the ball just it just didn't it didn't bounce their way I bet they were very surprised when they turned on the film from last year so they had in their mind a certain team an improved team from last year but what they saw on Saturday I think that they were I think that they were shocked yeah, I think they were really, really surprised. There's and I, and, a lot of team speed, and, man. and I there think is. It's, and I think that what he said in that moment is some affirmation as to what Brent has been saying all offseason about the competitive depth and everything else that's been going on.
1: Well, those think are about very this. Revealing words. Think about this. Um, last year, just at linebacker alone, when you talk about Cheetah. Mike linebacker, Will linebacker. Last year Deshaun White was the Cheetah. He's like a four seven guy. You had Aguebu playing Mike, four seven guy. Uh Stutzman playing Will. I think he was four seven ish. Probably playing more like a four six right now. Or um but now I'd say he's probably four six right now. But when you add Kanick and Justin Harrington, like you're all of a sudden you've gone from four seven plus four seven plus to two guys that are four five or below. Yeah, like that is a dramatic difference, and that's just one position. Hey, you
0: mean how about the other corner spot? Gentry Williams is just a sophomore, and he looks the way that he does, and yeah. as athletic as he is. Yeah, well, it's, it's it's totally different.
1: Uh, edge, like last year, we were big at defensive end with Downs and Grimes. Uh, but now, like, we're way faster. Trace Ford, way faster and athletic at edge. He's just a different player than those guys are. So, man, I, I think I agree, especially when you look at it defensively. I think we got way more team speed. And, like, the second line guys that are coming in, like, Kip Lewis playing the backup, Will is. Lightning fast. Uh, there's a play he made yesterday, all the way over on the sideline. That he ran from the opposite hash. That is, it's just incredible. He, he looks amazing.
0: Um, I, OU is not the biggest story of the college football weekend, but I, I did see some OU fans get a little upset that what was it the ESPN FPI rankings going into week two, and I think one, or I think maybe it had OU as the number five team in the country. So, like, the hype that OU did get nationally it was like, stop, no, shut up. You weren't here the entire offseason. Do not come to our defense or don't start celebrating after a 73 nothing win. Don't do it.
1: Wait a second. You, like, they've totally, we're one week in and they've already wadded up and like, thrown everything I away. I saw a
0: graphic, like, new ESPN FPI rankings, and OU is at like five. It's like, whoa, whoa, okay. Wow.
1: That's when like does the new top 25 hit. come out? Tomorrow.
0: Yeah, tomorrow. Probably Where do you think? Tomorrow.
1: Okay. Not a lot. Let's see. TCU lost. Colorado um,
0: Colorado's going to be, gonna be the number top 20. Colorado might be number one, yeah. New number one yes. team. I we, think OU would be would about 18 is what I would guess. Jump up two spots.
1: Jump up two spots from 20 to 18. Okay. Yeah, that's, that may be right. Maybe, yeah, that's probably right. Interesting. Yeah. Um, what do we got on the text line?
0: Uh, we got a lot. Let me get to this overreaction thing first from ESPN. Okay. I was just kind of leading into that. Week one, college football overreactions from ESPN. So they have Florida State's going to the college football playoff. They have... Colorado will have multiple Heisman finalists. God, that is an overreaction Multiple there.
1: Heisman finalists?
0: Gee, Shadur, Sanders, and Travis Hunter is what I'm guessing. Okay, they're well, there. okay yeah. Um, Ohio State has its worst offense since 2011. What else do they have? They have North Carolina has its best defense and since 2013. But they do have an OU one. They have it's Oklahoma versus UCF in the Big 12 championship game. They note OU 73-point win and UCF's 50-point win over Kent State. I mean, if you want to judge based off week one, I think you can make a very strong argument that OU and UCF look like uh, or, or had the two best performances in the conference this weekend.
1: Well, I don't know about that. I, there's probably some truth to that, but...
0: I'm not saying they're uh, the two best teams. I'm just saying yes. like the two best performances from the weekend.
1: What about two. Kansas
0: State? Very quiet uh, game for them. I think they yeah. handled and took care of business, but I don't even know if I saw any highlights from that game. It was like 56-7
1: to or something like that, wasn't it? Yeah.
0: They, they So throw Kansas State in that mix as well, but there weren't a whole lot of great Man, Big 12 results from the weekend outside. That,
1: of that Ohio State overreaction is interesting. Worst offense they've had since 2011. Uh, Gary McCord. Through for two. He's twenty of thirty-three, two thirty-nine. No touchdowns and an interception in their uh, win over Indiana. Now that's a conference game, right out of the gate. First start, they handled them, you know, fairly easily, twenty-three to three. I'm not going to take away too much from that um, that win from Ohio State, but it is something to keep your eye on.
0: 404, Tyler, the FOI is just a computer number. Nationally, OU is not getting the extra hype, just a computerized stat. Yeah. No worries. No, yeah, yeah. I know. I, I just. It, it, it was just one thing that had OU in the top 10 or even the top five, and people were, and myself included. Nope, don't do it. Nope, don't do it right. after one game. Nope. That's right. Like, like the spot they're in right now. Don't do it, please.
1: I agree. Cap- I agree with that. Captain
0: Willard says, really think their coach was still. In such shock, he was being totally honest. They probably thought they had a shot. Ball bounces their way, and they sting OU twenty seventeen or twenty one seventeen. I can see it. Y'all are right. Team one twenty eight film doesn't prepare you for one twenty nine. Yeah. I think um, Arkansas State at no point this year, regardless of where the game was located, was going to be competitive with OU. Yeah. But I think an argument could be made with the jump from. This year to compared, week one was maybe the worst spot to play OU. Right. With the unknown, and you just didn't know how much better that they're really going to be.
1: And, you know, I still think that – I I still think there's plenty more that they've got in store. Now, remember, and I'm not suggesting necessarily that you see it against SMU, but you may. You remember last year, Oklahoma's defense – completely changed against Nebraska, right? Yep. We we were a four down front almost exclusively for the, uh, the first couple of games, and then against Nebraska, the style totally changed. And you may see some of that against SMU. As good as their passing attack is, I would expect to see way more three-man front. I think – I think we just ran it one time against Arkansas State, and it was awesome. Deshaun McCullough had a a pass breakup. Both he and uh, Justin Harrington were on the field. He was playing like a, almost like a rover type of position, and we ran some crazy inverted cover two max that was like, (laughs) it was really cool and uh, Arkansas State was like, what the hell is happening here? And he tried to dump it down, and uh, Deshaun McCullough made an awesome play. It was a pretty cool little look they ran in there, but they just ran it once, and I think, I think that was Venable sprinkling in to SMU like just a reminder that you don't know what to prepare Well, for. and that,
0: that's perfect segue to the next question. i got a couple of SMU questions. First, does OU being so vanilla, does that make it even tougher for SMU? Because like you yeah. said, like they they may have an idea or think they have an idea. They, they probably don't really have an idea exactly what they're going to see defensively at times on Saturday. Yeah,
1: they don't. And yeah. I'll be honest, I haven't dug into SMU a whole lot yet. I haven't watched any of the film. But whenever I do, um, like I'm curious to see, you know, what you always do is you, you try to, like SMU is going to try and guess who OU thinks their offense is like and let's just say they think it's like uh for instance TCU's offense was was last year then they're going to look at how they defended TCU right so there's some of that gamesmanship going on and uh I'm going to be doing the flip side I'm I'm going to be trying to decide like what I think Venables is going to do like who who do I think he sees and and what what is he going to try and attack on on their team? So that's going to be an interesting little chess match to see how that plays out.
0: So we've we've had a, a lot of text on this today, like hey, good performance, but come on, it was a, it was Arkansas State, and I'm not even talking about a shutout on Saturday, but I'm talking about a defensive performance, whatever that looks like that we deem. Ooh, okay, yeah, that was another really good defensive performance. How much credit are they like are are they going to get? I guess what kind of credit are they going to give or get from from a team like SMU?
1: Okay. Well, it depends. Like what what group are you are you asking credit like credit from our own fans? Credit from people that cover our our conference or credit nationally? Yes.
0: <laughs> All of the above.
1: I think our own fans If we have a dominant performance against SMU, I think our own fans will be willing to give quite a bit of credit. I think people that cover the Big 12 and are within the footprint of SMU kind of recognize what they are, I think we'll get credit there. I don't think we'll get any credit nationally.
0: Yeah, and that's fine. That's okay. And it
1: also depends on, I've mentioned this before, I think SMU is a good team coming in. If you beat them really, really bad, you get less credit than if you beat them handily, if, if that makes sense. Like, there becomes a point to where you beat them so bad that no one's going to even... like.
0: No, it accurate. doesn't
1: even matter how good they are. If it gets to a certain score, everyone automatically assumes yeah. that they're trash.
0: KG and Piedmont, any word on Dasan McCullough and Drake Stoops? Brent sounded pretty optimistic about both of those. Yeah. I mean, Drake was trying to go back in the next play after he injured a shoulder.
1: Yeah, I think Drake probably could have gone back in. He's going to be really sore once that adrenaline wears off. The AC joint hurts like hell, but you can play with it. It's a pain tolerance issue, so they'll probably just take it easy on him, try and get him healed up. But I, if they feel like they need him this week, I imagine he plays. Uh, Deshaun McCullough, it's harder to say – you know, he was in a boot moving around on the sideline, which to me suggests that he, there's probably going to be a pretty quick bounce back from that. Like, if you have a bad ankle sprain, you ain't walking around on it.
0: Uh, Camo Sooner, this is interesting. Um, I think the answer could be yes, potentially. Will SMU be the best non-con game we've had in the past two to three seasons? I mean, if like let's, let's just evaluate – Team that they their teams that they played the past two to three years, they're going to be better than Tulsa and Arkansas State this year. The, really, yeah. the question is, are they better than any of the Nebraska teams that OU faced in twenty two and twenty one?
1: Yeah, they and, are. If
0: the answer to that is yes, then yes, Camo sooner SMU is.
1: The answer to that is they're different. They're different. Their offense is way better, and it's I SMU is more in line with what we're going to face in the big 12 so you'll be able to draw more from it and also in that same vein like it's a similar offense and it's a really good offense like we were just saying it may be it may be the second or third best offense we play this season it's legit
0: he's definitely one of the better quarterbacks if just quarterbacks and skill yeah yeah i know i I mean, who's definitely better? Texas, I would say. though golly. I,
1: it's Texas, I UCF, and then after that?
0: It's up in the air. It's it, up in the air. And there's a lot of offenses that I thought had a chance to be good, pretty right. good, that I saw on Saturday and said, Ugh, they, they got a ways to go. Right. Kansas's, offense is,
1: Kansas's offense could be interesting, but you know, it's hard to know what you're going to get from them. Um, and everyone else is just kind of, you know, I don't know. All right, quick timeout. More from the Rush coming up. Final hour rolls on.
0: This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. If you're looking for a no-appointment-needed doctor's visit, head to Norman Regionals Walk-In Clinics in Norman and More. Open Monday through Friday from 7A to 7P. Our Walk-In Clinics offer convenience for new or established patients. The clinic providers treat allergies, cold and flu symptoms, sore throats, stomach viruses, and more. Our Norman Clinic is located at Norman Regional 9, 2000 and Brandon Boulevard, Suite 201. And our More Clinic is located at DoIHavePrediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its Pre-Diabetes Awareness partners.
1: I mean, the way that that uh, quarterback had to get rid of the ball quick, I mean, he really wasn't holding on to it, you know, on the blitzes that me and Jeremy were going on, like, we were coming free, but he was getting the ball so quick, we really had no time, you know, I think the D-line did tremendous, stop, stopping the run, I don't think a... Uh, offensive linemen really, really touched
0: me you know that's just a great job by them it's been a lot of talk about competitive that a lot of guys got to play today mm-hmm. just how cool is that from your perspective to see you seen these guys put the work in you know to see them get rewarded with some snaps today how cool was that
1: absolutely you know seeing uh lewis carter go out there was awesome man you know i, I was right there trying to try and coach him up stuff that we saw i mean he is he was close on two plays could have had a little pick right there but um you know, it's great to see those guys out there, man. You know, Sunday they worked so hard, you know, when they got here in the summer and now going out there and you know, put all that thing, like, see the fruits of their labor come to work.
0: There's linebacker Danny Stutzman talking about how tough it was to get a uh, consistent pass rush going, uh, Arkansas State get the ball out pretty quick. You are saying it was a controversy on Saturday in the postgame show. You're saying stop worrying about the pass rush against Arkansas State. Is that your final verdict? Well,
1: I'm just saying, like, don't create something that isn't there. Like, I'm not saying that the the pass rush is where it needs to be. I'm not saying it's elite. I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying that, like, don't don't just try and create something that wasn't there. We had very few drop back passes from Arkansas State, and what I mean by drop back pass. A lot of college football these days is you snap it to the quarterback and he turns and throws it lateral to the side immediately. Turns and throws the swing route to a running back. Throws the slant to a wide receiver, right? A lot of, like, you totally take the pass rush out of it. As soon as the ball's in your hands as a quarterback, you're getting rid of it. That's what the majority of what Arkansas State did. They also ran some sprint pass, which means... They're moving the pocket to the outside. They're real firm on the edge on one side and they run sprint pass. And they also on the very few times they did run drop back pass, they max protect, which means they keep the tight end and the running back in. So you got a seven man protection for a for a quarterback. I there wasn't a bunch of five step drop or drop back pure drop back pass. Where the quarterback is going through true progressions, when they did do that, we got good pressure and we affected the throw. So, again, I'm not I'm not suggesting that it was perfect, but there's not enough there to claim that we don't have a good pass rush. I, there's just yeah. there's just not.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Um, nice little test. This uh, it, this is a really good test for the defense, and I think it had a really good spot. You played well week one. Now here's maybe not your toughest test of the year, but maybe top three, top four. Let's let's see how let's see how much improved you really are. Because I, I'm re- right. I'm definitely ready to say that this defense is better than they were a year ago, and I think that this is a very good early gauge just how much better that they are from from a year ago.
1: Well, yeah, SMU, you're talking about absolutely. Yeah, I agree with that. And uh, you know, I'll go back to what I said earlier. One of the things that made me feel the best about our defense was whenever i watched it on film and watched it live not a lot of chaos happening out there on trying it wasn't a scramble drill fire drill trying to get lined up to the to the offense we were we were in position we were lined up properly early not a bunch of redirection, guys pointing and yelling and chickens with their heads cut off. That's not what we looked like. We looked like we knew what we were doing out there. And, you know, just generally I think that bodes well for us.
0: Uh, To the offensive side, like the the feel-good moment of the day to me, and I think it's just what the doctor ordered for this guy. But after suffering a case of the drops last year, to not make one but two big plays in competitive situations, that's – That's exactly what Jaden Gibson needed to get going, right? Just two, like just the the touchdown was Uh, the number four play on college uh, college uh, football final on Saturday night. Just I I I don't know, man. I'm just a believer that he makes those two plays. The confidence is where it needs to be. I wouldn't totally count him out of the conversation at wide receiver just yet, especially, man, especially. If he's going to go up and make plays like that, when he's almost always going to have, what, three or four inches on the corner? Right. They'll find yeah. a spot for that e- easily.
1: No, I agree. Um, I'm just looking at the statistics here because I was wanting to get a picture of it. Um, so the Arkansas State quarterback, Shrout, he was 12 of 26. So he's below 50% passing. Right? He had 14 incomplete passes. And I think we just had one or we had two passes defended, two pass breakups, two. So 12 of those were either inaccurate or dropped. And there was a couple of drops, but most of those are inaccurate, and they're inaccurate because of pressure, because the pressure affected the quarterback. So when you've got that many incompletions in your quarterback is throwing under 50%, and it's not like it's a bunch of batted balls that are causing that. Pressure and him feeling it is is yeah. directly
0: related. And even some of those drops, like I think of uh, Billy Bowman is right there ready to make a play on the sideline, even if the ball was yeah. caught. I think he was actually kind of mad that the ball did get dropped because he didn't get to come up and lay a hit. So even right. on some of those drops, you had a guy right there ready to make a play for a very right. minimal game. Uh, Drew from Flower Mound says, love the communication in the secondary. Guess we still had some busts, but you can see there's a lot more talking amongst them. Really like seeing Jacoby Johnson. That's a difference from Jaden Davis. No hate to him.
1: Right. Yeah. Um, Jacoby Johnson looks uh, looks good back there, man. He's got some good size and some good athleticism. It
0: does feel like his future... Like, yeah. it was up for debate, I guess, at one point, offense, defense. I, I think he's going to stick on the defensive side.
1: Yeah, it looks like it. I, I-, I-, I think that's that. good. Good size there, man. I-, I thought it was fun seeing a lot of those younger guys rotate in and get some work. Um, and we're going to be keep getting more guys online. Robert Spears Jennings is probably going to work his way back in. And I mean, I think he was out there dressed out, but I don't know that he was necessarily up for the game. Uh, I could be wrong on that. Maybe even got in. I don't know. But I know he's working back from an injury. Uh, obviously, uh, Wagner didn't play. He's going to work back from an injury. Um, we're going to continue to get guys coming online uh, to add even more depth.
0: Sam and Edmund, Dalen Smothers' kid looked really good at running back. Happy things yep. worked out for him to stay with the team. Thoughts on Sawchuk being back this week. Need his explosiveness in the backfield.
1: Yeah, he – He is, I'm, I, I'm curious as to, you just don't want a bunch of, you you don't, he needs to be 100% back. There, I think we're deep enough at running back that there's no need to rush him. You had, I think, a similar issue last year that nagged him for a really long time. I, I just don't push it back with him and, and have him re, like to where that thing becomes a, a season long ordeal, and you know they're going to be way ahead of that than I am. I mean that's just a suggestion from a million miles away, but like you're deep enough to where don't don't let this become a season long thing for him because he's trying to get back too quick from an injury.
0: KW the nine one eight. My assessment is that Texas, UCF, and SMU are the only twenty twenty three opponents that have advanced past junior high level in the forward passing game of the oblong-shaped ball?
1: I don't know, man. Kansas, oh, oh Bean, the the craziest recruiting job in history is keeping Jason Bean at Kansas as a backup quarterback. That dude is legit. Um, He lit it up in week one. Kansas with a big win. Um, We're going to see some guys now, and, you know, let's not – get too carried away with ourselves and not get too um, right, judgmental on where everyone else is in their week one, right? There's sure. people that are going to work through things, and teams are going to get way better, especially in the early weeks. Well, like week one through five, teams can be dramatically
0: different. 405, SMU may win their conference. Yeah, I think it might be SMU and um, Tulane in the American this year. Probably yeah. as the two as the two best teams, which we're talking about SMU as being the maybe the best non-conference opponent in three or four years. Um, it's yeah. it's just funny because at one time we thought we'd be talking about Georgia coming to town on Saturday. I know uh, it. Yeah how 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 differently do we feel today if Georgia's coming to town compared to that of SMU? Man, be a huge I moment for the program.
1: It sure would, and I got to tell you. I I think it would be a good time to play. I think
0: it would be the perfect time to play Georgia. Which, by the way, someone said, and this is uh, this has made me laugh for about three and a half hours now, someone says that Carson Beck looks like a young Steve Buscemi, and I don't think I'm <laughs> ever going to be able to unsee that for the rest of his career. And I kind of uh, like that I up. won't be able to unsee that. I need it's, to look It's that. not exact, but there's just enough there to make you say, because Steve Buscemi is so... I mean, no one looks oh, yeah. like him, I guess, outside of Carson Beck. There's enough similarities there to make you laugh.
1: <laughs> and I don't know who texted that, but
0: just thank you for doing so.
1: Oh, I'm looking at it right now. That is funny. That is funny. Nice. <laughs> nice. Nicely done. That's good. All right, quick timeout. Wait, More the rush. It would, be, it would oh.
0: be awesome, right? Completion by Steve Buscemi. If he oh, was my coming gosh. To, which we did get the boomers after the first down on Saturday.
1: I I actually heard that. Boomer. I actually heard that. And the crowd was,
0: responded with Sooner after each first down. It was good.
1: Yeah. It was very good. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. A couple of segments left. Keep hitting the text line. We'll get to some of those. Stay with us.
0: Bleed Crimson? Love great Sooner talk? Join the Ref Army by downloading our free app toby and tj plank and josh steelman and thune and teddy and tyler we have the sooner experts the ref is home to sooner fans worldwide fowler auto group is proud to be a part of your community where our passion and values lie far beyond the show we believe that families sports art and culture are at the heart of every thriving community and it's important to us yeah. Yeah. runs through Logan. hey we're the team to beat My quota on that clip today was three. That was the third time I played it today. I've reached the quota. I'm just a little bit upset I didn't play it more today. <laughs> and I'm a little oh, disappointed good. it might lose its luster after today and I can't play anymore. I, I don't know. I If they lose oh, to I'll, Oregon on Saturday, it'll probably make an appearance it'll play next well. Monday. It'll play well after that game, oh, too. I love that so much. Uh, okay, letter grades, according to CBS for OU in week one, they give him an A+. What a performance by Oklahoma. The Sooners were a disaster last year, but came out firing in the 73-0 win over Arkansas State. No, the Red Wolves won't be competitive this year, and Coach Butch Jones should have been fired nine months ago, but they're still an FBS program, and Oklahoma made them look like a bad Pop Warner team. A-plus for OU.
1: Here's what's so interesting about that, and I'm sure everyone listening can relate. I know that we were a disaster last year, but it pisses me off to hear CBS uh, say it. Okay.
0: Well, I just don't know why everything has to be prefaced with that. You know what I mean? (laughs) Well, they were six and seven last year. Well, they they were god awful last year. Man, they sucked a year ago. Right. But everything has to start with that. My God.
1: I know it. I know it. And. It's true. It was a disaster last year, but I I still. At least say with all due
0: respect before you yes. trash them in the opening sentence. Yes.
1: Like, come on, CBS. Like, uh, thank you. How, how thank many you.
0: weeks are we going to have to endure that? I've endured an entire offseason of it, but at what point do they stop saying, well, they were trash last year defensively.
1: Well, unfortunately, the better you do, the more
0: you're going to hear. God, it. I can see it now in early January. Well, you was trash last year and one of the worst defenses in the country, but they just beat Michigan to win the national championship.
1: Here's it's going to be more like this. Uh, it shows you how bad of a coach Brent Venables really is. Whenever he had all this talent last year and only went six and seven with it, <laughs> sure
0: right? At some point, yeah. Uh.
1: Totally not true, but that's that's what the take is going to be. And
0: then we uh, progress along to well, he still had to use some of Lincoln's players to win a championship. <laughs>
1: uh, well, hey, USC, they got a nice uh, a nice dub. They're going to be stacking them up. They got they got what five more weeks. Six more weeks or so. Yeah, I mean that Colorado
0: game looks a little bit more difficult. It's on that first half uh, stretch for them, but but yeah, and I think that game's in Boulder too, dude. I'm telling you, it has made me so happy, so happy that he left to go to a media market that is looking to be critical any chance that they get. So after after the San Jose State game, I go to L.A. Times just to like see what the headline is, and it's he's got to he, like, fix his defense, it's not worth a damn, or something like that, right? right? That was yep. the headline. And then I look again yesterday, and it was, well, what's going – Caleb Williams isn't talking to the media and didn't talk to the media after the game? What, what's wrong? What, what's going on with that? So even though they handled Nevada uh, rather easily, like the story from Bill Plaschke of the L.A. Times was why he didn't talk to the media after it if there's something going on.
1: That's funny. It's ah, great. He's got he's got him a little critic there, dug
0: in at the L. A. Times, huh? Yes, he does. And I am, I might subscribe to the L. A. Times. They start. There you go. They keep putting out pieces like that that interest me. I might does, just spend ninety nine ninety nine a month to read the L. A. Times. Plashki
1: have a Substack that he's posting those to. Oh, oh, that's the headliner
0: good. was USC wins its opener, but there's no defense for its damn defense. That's really, <laughs> it's actually a really good headline. Um, Oh, wow.
1: That's wild.
0: K-Dub in the 918 says, Hey, guys, big fan here. Big Red looked good on Saturday. Quite a showing to start the season after. What was our record again last year?
1: (laughs) Yeah. And uh, who we play this week?
0: Yeah. Uh, Anthony Jr. and Petaway were impressive. Yeah, we didn't talk a whole lot about Andrew Anthony, but first deep ball of the season, boom, he comes up with it. Uh, Every time I I looked up.
1: Every time I looked up, I saw people tugging at his jersey as he flew past him. So, he's going that to be a That even happened on that
0: first deep ball that he caught. They didn't yeah, throw did. a flag on it, but no, he still if, it. it.
1: Perhaps if he did not get that little tug there at the jersey, he may have been able to catch it in stride.
0: Are you uh, ready to give the hot take after one game who the best wide receiver is? Are you going with Andrew Anthony? Or you, you picked Gavin Freeman before the year.
1: Well, I picked him to lead the lead in receiving i'm still okay with that that doesn't necessarily mean he's the best receiver but i i think he's going to get a ton of targets and be used in the offense a lot um i think the best receiver they have is nick anderson now is he the most consistent is he the most reliable can he get can he stay healthy for the entire season I mean, there's a lot of unanswered questions there, but if they have a first-round draft pick at wide receiver on this team, it's Nick Anderson and it ain't anyone else.
0: Captain Willard says, fluff schedule overconfidence is going to be nowhere in our facility. The staff will convince this team that, and rightfully so, that they can lose any of these games. Like BV said, don't let Oklahoma beat Oklahoma. Seems like every season someone surprises everyone. I, I
1: feel we've, like we've Brent, already proved that we can lose any of these games on the schedule this year. I don't
0: think that this is unique to Brent Venables in terms of coaches in college football, but I feel like he has a lot of experience in this and he's really good at it to make you believe that even during the games where you played well, you really didn't play all that well. And I, I think, uh, what was it, last week we played the audio clip of him talking to the team and saying, Yeah, I know that. There's times I can make you feel like you're not any good at football during practice. Uh, he's, he's got that ability. Oh,
1: yeah. There, there's no doubt about it. Um, you know, there. Uh, we've talked about this a lot, but in coaching, it's interesting. Like, when you walk off the field as a team, I'm talking about it as a team because myself, individually, I never walked off the field feeling good ever, not one time in my entire life, but when you walk off the field as a team feeling good about what you just accomplished, you're about to get destroyed in film review the next day. When you walk off the field, like, incredibly down, then you feel like you're about to have the worst film session you've ever had. The coaches are going to tone it back a little bit and – and not just – I mean, it's going to be rough, but it ain't going to be rip your heart out of your chest rough. Yeah. And I feel like this film review after game one is going to be a tough one on them.
0: Uh, okay, a quick recruiting update before we hit a break. Daniel Locke and Kumi, the three-star offensive lineman from England, yeah, was in town. There's been at least two predictions for OU after this visit weekend. So that's good to see. There may be more than two, but I know that uh, – Both Parker and Brandon put one in. Uh, Fong put one in. Wilt Fong put one in last week before the the visit even happened. So that one looks like it's going well. And then there's been two different predictions in today for OU to land Danny Okoye. Four-star in-state edge. So sounds like the recruiting weekends for your officials uh, went quite well. Terry Bussey was in unofficially. Sounds like that one is still A&M or LSU. You're hoping that he pushes his decision date back a little bit. Nate Roberts was also in on a visit. One of the best tight ends in 2025. Um, nice. Seems like OU sits in a pretty good spot there for him.
1: Yeah the uh, the bussy kid. Like they've never really. I mean, they've been around on him, but they've never really been what people would consider in the fight, right? They're kind of. I mean, they've
0: always been in the top just, five, maybe even like yeah. number three. But a And M and LSU has been has been tough to beat. And and yeah, like Sugar Shane just just said uh, on the text line. Daniel Locke and Kumi was supposed to go to a couple more visits, and he, he shut them all down. So,
1: well, sh- it's likely he he either shut them down because he's going to OU, or he shut them down because I ain't flying that far again <laughs> seriously <laughs> for man. a recruiting trip. Yeah, that's uh, I, I want to meet.
0: I want to talk to the staffer who had to uh, schedule that flight from England. No, they're kidding. used to doing it from like Houston or you know
1: no Kansas kidding.
0: City. Not Heathrow, if that's where he flew out of.
1: All right. Quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll come back and wrap things up here from Newcastle Casino.
0: OU and NFL Camp Updates are brought to you by Neutral Vodka Seltzer. Neutral is an official sponsor of OU Athletics. Made only with vodka, seltzer, and real juice. Gluten-free with 100 calories and zero added sugar. It's the last seltzer you'll ever need to try. GMC.